0: Hey everyone, you are listening to the Thinking Christian Podcast. I am your host, Dane Kramer, and I want to welcome you uh, in joining me today on the Thinking Christian Podcast. The Thinking Christian Podcast is a podcast designed to kind of just think about stuff from a Christian perspective. I'm a Christian, and I like to consider myself a person who thinks – Reasonably and logically, uh, I don't try to get too emotional about topics or subjects, but just try to look at the black and white of everything, and that's what we do here at the Thinking Christian Podcast. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to my website, The Thinking Christian. That's all one word: The Thinking Us. There you will find previously released podcasts. You'll find information about me, and you uh, can you can also. Comment on any kind of podcast or any article there. Anything you find that there should be a comment section, feel free to leave me a comment if you like. Okay, uh, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about or kind of address the question: God wants me to be happy, right? You know, I I hear this. I've heard it a lot, um, and. It's I heard I heard it recently from someone and thought you know what that's that would make a good topic to talk about. On the surface, it seems kind of reasonable, right? God wants me to be, wants me to be happy. I mean, what could God have against happiness? And so I thought, well, that might that might make a good topic just to kind of walk through a little bit and and just uh, take a look at to see what might be behind all of that. You know, what's interesting when I hear someone say or read someone post on Facebook or something like that, well, God wants me to be happy or God just wants you to be happy or something like that. Generally, it's, it's said or it's posted or it's thought out loud uh, when someone is engaged in some type of activity that might be questionable or they're indulging in something and I suppose they want people to think that it's okay or they – or other people want – everybody to think this is okay Uh, what's interesting is you don't often hear well God wants me to be happy right you don't hear that phrase when someone is maybe leaving for the mission field and is going to be gone for several years they don't say well hey God wants me to be happy you know or when someone is writing a big check maybe to uh to feed the hungry and they themselves are not knowing how they're going to pay their own bills and get by they don't say well hey God wants me to be happy you know Uh, You don't typically hear that. Again, you hear it when someone is maybe indulging in something or especially something questionable. And so I I suppose right off the bat, when I hear that, I question it. I question it because I just have this sense that someone is trying to convince me of something. And uh, I'm not so easily going down that path. Now, um, you know, I I suppose a good argument could be made that God wants me to be happy just simply by looking at the world around me. Uh, You know, we take a look at this world and there are lots of things that are pleasurable. There's lots of things in this universe. There's lots of things that that we get pleasure from uh, and we would be happy doing it. I mean, we have hobbies and interests and they make us happy. Foods make us happy. They taste great. They're pleasurable. They make us happy. Relationships makes us happy. And so one could just take a look at this world and say, well, you know, God has built into this world um, a lot of opportunities for happiness. Therefore, he must want that for me. He He must want me to be happy if he's made it so readily available for me. And I suppose if we had no other revelation from God... We could argue that God indeed uh, wants us to pursue happiness, but um, we do have some other revelation, and that would be the bible it 's something that I lean on heavily uh, and if you 're a Christian, I would assume that you at least hold it in a high regard like me um, and there there is information in the Bible about happiness now in Maybe it doesn't use the word happy, although in some translation it does. Um, and, and there's a section of scripture that kind of just pops out of my my mind when I think about happiness. It's uh, taken from the Sermon on the Mount, It's uh, and it's a section we call the Beatitudes. Uh, it's in Matthew chapter 5, and it begins with verse uh, 3 and runs through verse 11. Uh, you probably are familiar with some of the Beatitudes if you've read through the Bible at all. And they say things like, blessed are the poor in spirit, or blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek. And the word blessed is sometimes kind of loosely, but not really inaccurately translated, happy. Happy is the person who's this. Happy is the person of that. So I I would have to say that the Bible does speak about our happiness. But The question is, what does it say? Well, the Beatitudes, let's look at those for a, a second. I mean, that's where I, I just quoted from Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. The very first one said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, let's look at that for a moment. Blessed or, or happy. Happy is the person who is poor in spirit. What does that mean? Well, the word poor, if, if one is poor, if one is destitute, if one is in poverty then he or she is really dependent upon someone else Uh, i i envision in my mind a sort of a beggarly person but this is not poor in money but poor in spirit jesus said this happy is the man who is poor in spirit and i kind of in again envision a person who's got their hand out like a beggar saying i've got nothing god I've got nothing to offer. I've got nothing on my side. I'm, I'm looking out for a handout from you, God, because I'm I'm broken in spirit. So happy is the person who's like that. And the um, the rest of the verse says, "For theirs is the kingdom of heaven." That's their promise. The next one is blessed or happy is though happy are those who mourn. Well, no, that's a strange one. How can a person who is mourning be considered happy or blessed? Um, But I think, you know, a a good way of understanding that is that a person who is broken over their sins, who is mourning over how they've offended God, uh, that person is in a good, enviable position. Because if they're broken, if they're mourning over their sins, they're agreeing with God of what they've done. And there's a promise to that. And those people will be comforted if you're mourning like that. Now, we could walk through all of the Beatitudes, but I think you'll quickly note that the happiness they describe isn't really some sort of self-indulgent in a, in a world of pleasure, uh, but rather it's sort of an emptying of oneself. Blessed are those who are meek or happy is the meek person, verse 5, for they shall inherit the earth. A meek person... By the world standard, is seen as weak. Uh, a, a person who maybe has strength, but that strength is is uh, under under control. Uh, this person is is very self-controlled. And Jesus said that person is happy. That person is an enviable person. Again, none of the beatitudes I think would lead me to believe that happiness is found by indulging in this world's pleasures rather i think happiness is imitating god is being like he is because god is a meek god god is a merciful god god is a god who is pure in heart god is a peacemaker so as we imitate god as we become like him then we become happy but you know what's really kind of interesting about the beatitudes is that this happiness, it comes as sort of a byproduct of an attitude. In other words, if one is poor in spirit, if one is meek, if one is merciful to others, if one is pure in heart, then the happiness follows. The happiness, as I see it, isn't the goal. The goal is character. And a character that's molded in the image of God produces a happy man. You know, not long ago, I heard someone say this to someone else. Um, A person was going through a divorce, and I don't know anything about the divorce. I don't know what was going on and so on and so forth. But they were going through this divorce, and a friend said, we know you deserve to be happy. And I kind of caught myself thinking about that a little bit. You deserve to be happy. Interesting thought. And the question I have is, is, is that something we deserve? Do, do we deserve that? Is there some sort of bill of rights out there that tells us that our just desserts in this life are to be happy? And, and that's a guarantee that's coming our way. And if we're not happy, we really deserve to be happy. I think he would probably agree with me that there's nothing out there that guarantees it. There's nothing that says that we actually deserve that, and if we don't have it, it should be coming our way. Now you might be thinking at this point, well, Dane's just an old stick in the mud. He doesn't—he doesn't care about happiness. He doesn't care about my happiness, and—and and, and I don't at all. I mean, I mean, I—I mean, I, I do care about your happiness, but I don't feel that at all. Is what I'm trying to say. That's—that's that's not my—that's not my feeling. Uh, what I'm trying to do is imitate God as much as I can in my life, and to be like him, and, and to produce godly values in my life. And I'm not really sure, I'm not, let's put it this way, I'm not convinced that God's design for me is to be happy. I would think that would God, God's highest hope and his goal for me is that I be faithful, that I be faithful to him. That I walk in holy ways, that I become righteous, um, or or that that I, I follow him in righteous ways. And if I do, I believe that will produce happiness. But happiness isn't the goal. I don't believe that God desires for us just to be happy. Or at least not in terms of happiness as we see it. Rather, I believe God desires for us to be faithful, to be people of faith. Now, I I don't believe that God is against our happiness. I don't believe that he's really hoping and aiming for our displeasure, that God wants to see his miserable people. Not at all, far from the truth. If that were true, then we wouldn't have things like the Beatitudes, where it says, happy is the man who happy is the person who's like this. I think God desires us to be happy. But the way he he desires us to be happy is probably a little different than the way we desired. This world is, in fact, full of ways and things that can make us happy. But a lot of those can be like traps. We can pursue them too heavily and too hard, and they'll lead us to a dead end in the end. Proverbs fourteen twelve says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. In other words, a lot of the things that we think will lead us to happiness, whatever those things are, and maybe initially they will, but if they're not ordained by God, if they're not his plan for us, that in the way, it can only lead us to destruction. You know, I think the thing that really would make me the happiest is to know that I'm pleasing God. I mean, that would make me happy. Is pleasing him that if I knew that God was pleased with my life, then I would be happy. And I guess I'm gonna throw that out to you as well. How focused on pleasing God with your life are you? Is that something that is your focus or is your focus on just simply making yourself happy? One of the Beatitudes in the closing section of that, section of the Beatitudes, is blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. And that's kind of a strange one because Jesus uh, says that a man can be happy even under persecution. Why? Because in that, he's trying to please God. So I'm gonna suggest to you that the way to really find happiness is to seek to please him. And with that, I'm going to close. Thank you once again for joining me on the Thinking Christian podcast. I hope to see you next time.